This week's podcast brought to you by Underlings. Last night, I had to go to Bristol to be in studio for a 9 p.m. game. Uh, and before I left, right after we ate dinner, I said to the kids, you guys can say, who's going to stay up and watch mom um, on TV? And without skipping a beat, our 10-year-old said, I'm going to stay up and not watch mom on TV. Sing says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. We've done uh, podcasts after dark. We've done them early in the morning. Today we're doing it at the usual time, but what we haven't done is an angry podcast. And you and I are both in uh, foul moods. Foul moods. All of the conversation leading up to pressing play here has been about uh, uh, one problem or another. None of them serious. Not and, even. Um, I wouldn't even say problems. More frustrations with this or frustrations with that. And, and that led up to us doing our usual test, test, test before we record to make sure that we're actually recording and it took us about five tests before we were actually we could hear ourselves um, recording so uh, that has only contributed to the anger and yet we will not do the angry podcast what would that be just uh, you and I ranting like talk radio hosts about uh, this and that probably and and again I, I wouldn't say it would be the angry podcast I would say it would be the frustrated podcast sort of an Andy Rooney what's the deal with these Peanuts on airplanes, that kind of a podcast? Um, yeah, but with a raised level of frustration. You think that's what the people want? I don't think it is. I We're, think what they want from you, they want they want your Casey Kasem, a Tommy Lasorda moment where you're, and I, I guess it just happened with Tom oh, Cruise Oh, I listened too. to that this I, morning, I, actually, the Tom Cruise moment. He, he's he's, he's uh, screaming at underlings, or what is it? You know, I, the, you can't tell by what he's saying, but... Um, it, the lead-in is that he's upset because people on a movie set weren't adhering to COVID protocols. And so he's just ranting and raving and screaming at them. You know, there's people who are losing their homes. There's people out of work. We This movie, basically this movie, I think it's a Mission Impossible mm-hmm. movie. Like, we have to make this work because people's livelihoods are at stake. And I don't think he's talking about his own. But, um, yeah, he was, he was ranting and raving. Um, Whereas the only underling that you scream at is me. <laughs> yes. What a great word, by the way, underling. It is a good word. I was thinking, too, that we're, we're, we're bracing for the first big winter storm. It could be a big winter storm. It's supposed to start this afternoon and the go hatches, through the night into tomorrow. The hatches have been battened. Yes. yes. And um, what's funny about it for me is that I'm supposed to call a game tomorrow, Thursday, as we record this. We're recording this a day later than usual. And... Um, for ACC Network. It's Virginia Tech at Notre Dame. And um, most people who call for ACC Network or SEC Network, they have home kits. They've got kits in their home. They're calling the games off of a monitor in their home. Well, I don't have a home kit. And so tomorrow, um, as you know, the snow is coming, you know, it would be a good day to be able to call a game from your home. I instead have to drive to Bristol to ESPN to sit in a little 
room there where they have a home kit set up and uh and call the game from there. So um, I wish they would have just let me bring the home kit home with me last night. And, well, uh, if the European model is correct, and I love that phrase, that on the local weather they say, the European model is forecasting 17 inches of snow, and the other model, I'm not even sure what that is, is forecasting half a foot. First of all, when I hear a European model, I'm thinking of... You know, somebody Kate tall Moss and attractive, somebody, yeah. yes. But... but um, um, but if, there, if the European model proves true and there's 17 inches of snow, it could be that rare reversal of this basketball season where usually you show up and the two teams don't. That happened earlier. That's happened a couple of times, right? Well, right. I didn't show up. Oh, but the game but was canceled, to do yes. The game and the game is canceled. Here the game goes on, but you can't get there. Right. Right, then, which is a, a distinct possibility. Yeah, I had, so earlier in the year, we had talked about this. I was supposed to do a couple games at Mohegan Sun, and UConn had people test positive or a person test positive. So one of the games was canceled. Um, and then I had my first studio uh, thing canceled. So I'm, on Sunday, I was getting ready to head into Bristol because we were doing halftime for Texas, Tennessee, uh, or Tennessee at Texas. And so I'm getting all ready, about to leave the house to go in. And uh, got the call. The game has been canceled. And uh, it's like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> the, the fun part is actually calling the game or the fun part is doing the halftime. Like you do a lot of work, the prep work, <laughs> the days leading into it. So I'd spent much of the week prepping for the for the game on Sunday. And then um, no game on Sunday. So, so you, just, you just returned uh, to the couch in your cocktail dress and your curlers. Right. So instead, this was actually really nice because the kids have been wanting to do this. Instead, we took a drive through Forest Park in Springfield. Is it in Springfield or is it in Longmeadow? I think it's in Springfield. Springfield. Um, and they do something I, I, called... I think it's the distinction that would be nothing to almost anybody. Yeah, listening. that's true. And... Um, something called bright nights and you go through there's a really nice park there and you go through and they just have these light displays they've been doing it for years set up all through the park and it's uh, a huge park with huge a huge park in what does it take about an hour to drive through the park to because you're going really slowly there's a there's a a train of cars yeah, not um, that long it takes an hour to get in yeah i thought it took us about an hour to drive through maybe 45 minutes to drive through well, it's still it's you it takes a while and you're driving through the, the last part of it is all like Dr. Seuss characters because Dr. Seuss was from Springfield. Uh, what was Dr. Seuss's real name? It's escaping from Theodore my brain. Geisel. Of course, Theodore Geisel. So he's from Springfield. So that's the whole last part of it. But um, there's all these d light displays. The lights are moving, which makes it look like some of the characters are moving. It's uh, it's a really but, but really fun thing. Not to only do. is not only is is Dr. Seuss from Springfield, but Milton Bradley founded yes. his board games empire in Springfield. And so there's the Game of Life and Monopoly are represented in lights. The, the yeah, game there's of a whole spinner. section which is all these, all the games. Yeah, the, yeah. the spinner from the Game of Life is rendered in, in uh, lights, which is pretty cool. And interestingly to me, I was thinking as we were driving through the park, I mean, what are the chances that, and maybe this is how industry works, but so Milton Bradley in 1860s, I think it is, founds his board game company, I think, with the Game of Life in Springfield and maybe 100 miles down what is now the Mass Pike in Salem, three Parker brothers start their own game company. And then uh, that, that also in, in the 1880s, 1890s, something like that. And then 100 years later, I'm sitting in front of the TV on a Saturday morning in 
Minnesota and these names, Milton Bradley. Remember that, you know, at the end of the commercial, there'd be the tagline, you know, a Milton Bradley game or, you know, from Parker Brothers. And Wasn't and, it brought to you by Milton Bradley? Wasn't uh, that one It of them? may have been, but uh, I just found that interesting. And then you're the Coke and Pepsi of board games would be um, in the same state. Yeah, it's um, it's cool. And, and if any, whoever lives around, you know, Massachusetts, Connecticut area, it is worth taking the drive. I, I don't know the last time all six of us have been in the same car. It doesn't happen very much at all. It's, we're, we don't really fit all that well anymore in the van, minivan either, all six of us. But you kindly sat behind me. I drove. You sat behind me so that our oldest could sit in the front seat because she wanted to um, take video or take pictures or whatever. She just whatever. wanted to sit in the front seat. And, and, and you know what? I secretly, uh, not so secretly, uh, loved sitting in the back seat and more than that, being driven. This is this is a vision of your future driving Mr. Daisy because I, I will happily sit when we're empty nesters in the back of the same minivan as you well, if, drive me around. I like driving. so if, And if, say, look at the lights. Look if, at the lights, Daddy. If I'm driving you, I would prefer you be in the back. And you didn't comment at all on my driving, which I appreciated, because typically if you're in the passenger seat, you're commenting frequently about um, about the driving. But So what it, it probably took us 30 minutes to get into the, like, to drive the last 100 yards to be able to get into the park because there was so much traffic. This was a Sunday night. Yes, and when we, when we were trying to merge into the long... Uh, Tra- gridlock of that leads up to the park, but from a couple of lanes that were flowing freely because they're bypassing the park, there were uh, people directing traffic. Were they traffic police? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, there were. There it was were too dark for me tra- to see. Traffic cops. Yeah, uh, in the back seat. But you rolled down your window and asked a person directing traffic. You know, how do we get into that that lane? And she said. You keep going straight in this lane that's moving, and eventually there'll be another lane you can merge into. Yeah. And then she said, are you Rebecca Lobo? And you said, yes. well, yes, I am. No, I just said yes. And then, and then, and then you, you framed your face like Madonna in Vogue, right? And right. then she, she I, I believe she moved a pylon for you to get into that lane. Which ended up being the really slow lane. So I think when she asked, are you Rebecca Lobo? I think she was a Tennessee fan. Yes, she yes. was actually a Tennessee fan and then put us in the slower line. So, yeah, so the last 100 yards took well, a while. Which would, have, which would have been the appropriate thing to, 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 to do if, for somebody who was trying to use their, their right. face to jump the line. Right. And then um, and we haven't been, we, we went to this years ago, but we haven't been since I think our youngest was really little. And all I could remember about that trip was having this strong memory that at some point during the drive through which again you're sandwiched between cars it takes at least 45 minutes was like finally getting into the park and the littlest one at the time desperately needing to pee and there was nowhere to stop there's nowhere to go like that was my memory from the last time we went there fortunately we're the kids are old enough now that that didn't happen one of the parking lots in the park had a bunch of porta potties in it and, and there were a few cars pulled off in that lot because you, otherwise you can't stop your car you can't get out of your car you're not even supposed to have your headlights on but um, I noticed that that there was because I thought the same thing not for, so much for the kids but for me yeah, right yeah because it's I mean there was lots of cars that had a lot of little kids in it and um, and even our older daughter said mom do you remember when when we were little and we came here and, and there was this one area where there's like a, a big arc that goes over the road and um, 
and the way the lights are done, it looks like, I don't know if it's a reindeer. Yeah, I think it's Rudolph. It looks like Rudolph is like jumping over the street the way the progression of lights are. She's like, and her oldest said, Mom, do you remember when I was little and you said, you know, that's not the, that's, those lights are actually moving. Those those lit up reindeer are actually moving. And I don't remember that, but she insists that that's true. So um, anyway, it'll I, I, I for some reason just picture us when like, our youngest is in college and our older ones are out of college and you know there's no way we can fit in a car but we all just jam into a minivan and that becomes our our new pre-christmas tradition is driving through and looking at uh, milton bradley lit up board games or when and, or uh, when the kids are no longer around and you will just drive me through and and, and point out the lights I'll, I'll i'll drive you like i do when i drop them at school i'll you'll be in the back so i'll open this push the button open the side door of the mini and push you out let you roll across I'll, I'll, the, the parking lot to the porta potties and i'll keep going i'll have the industrial jar of applesauce with me in my lap and i'll just look out and you'll have one of those straws with a spoon at the end and that's yeah, how yeah, you'll be eating exactly it. it's lovely it's image. A, a vision of your future Oh, it's a delightful one. Well, as we've been talking, as we've been recording this podcast, um, all the kids are in school, so it's just the two of us. But above us, I hear a lot of ominous, ominous paws, not P-A-U-S-E, but P-A-W-S. There are two dogs having a a dog fight just above us. Even better, they each have a bone that they're gnawing on. And since as they gnaw on the bone, the bone is touching the floors above us. And so you hear the scraping of the bone. But they're, you know they're, they're both fighting over that same bone. Probably, because the little one likes to rip it out of the jaws of the bigger one. But, um, but yeah, it's not a very pleasant sound. So we're going to go upstairs, and it's going to be like one of those AFV videos where you turn the corner, and, and it'll be just stuffing upholstery and... and uh, baby powder everywhere yeah it could be that's that's what it looked like the day i found our puppy who had eaten the older dog's bed and she ended up in the emergency room so let's hope that's not the case you know i watched the other night when you were doing that game you're in studio uh i mean obviously i watched you in studio wink wink but i was also watching a documentary I recorded on HBO about the Bee Gees. Mm-hmm. Barry Gibb, of course, is the only surviving member, but it was interesting. Uh, it was really interesting. Um, and uh, he obviously has some, I don't know if insecurity is the right word, but some um, uh, lingering sort of sadness that you know the Bee Gees were sort of canceled, for want of a better word, in the 80s because of the disco backlash. And you know, will they be remembered? He thinks, of course, they will, and of, and of course they will. They were they were selling a million copies of Saturday Night Fever a week in 1977. But uh, as he was talking about this, and as I was watching this, our 10-year-old walked through the room and just completely idly, not for my benefit, and knowing it cold, she just walked through the room and went, ah, 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 staying alive, staying alive. And I thought... Well, there's your answer, Barry. You know, 10-year-olds, at least our 10-year-old knows staying alive uh, by heart. And then she sat down and she said, I watched oh, that's those guys? You know, are they still alive? She's always fascinated who's still alive, who's not still alive. And how old are they now? When were they born? You know, but this is the same kid, of course, who who, uh, has every commercial jingle memorized. And uh, if she hears a chorus to a song from 1968 once on the radio, 
it's in her head. And, and in fact, uh, in the kitchen the other day, she took a big drink of water, let out a big ah, and, and said, apropos of absolutely nothing, do not take Sky Rizzy if you're allergic to Sky Rizzy. And then she took another swig of water and, and moved on. What is Sky Rizzy for? Any idea? I have no idea what it treats. Yeah. But uh, it's if it's a commercial tagline, she knows it. True. In fact, didn't you just say last night, you said, you said, apropos of nothing, a total non sequitur, you were leaving the house or just finished dinner or something, I can't remember what, but it was like your exit line upon leaving the room. You said, name brands and discount prices, town fair tire. Yeah, that was because it was. It was from? right as I was leaving to go to ESPN last night. I was in studio late last night for Tara Vanderveer, broke um, the record that had been held forever by... Uh, you just wanted to get off commercial slogans and get no, back no, no. to uh, by Coach women's Summit. college basketball. And uh, so I was leaving to go there, but before I left, I'd been watching the UConn women playing on SNY. And so that must have been one of the commercials. Like right before I left was a commercial for Town Fair Tires. So it was stuck in my head. So I came downstairs, and as I was leaving, I just blurted that out and then uh, <laughs> headed out to the car. But there there was a reason it was in my head. I had just seen the commercial on TV. And that leads naturally to the question, how's Paige Beckers doing? Paige Beckers. Who is she for those of us? Uh, for those who don't know, Paige Beckers is a Minnesota product. Which high school did she go to? Hopkins? Yeah. I'm, I'm also a Minnesota product. Yes. Who is a freshman at UConn is the, like, you know, I th- would say probably the most hyped the, the freshman di- that the they've be- had since Brianna Stewart. The difference between those two Minnesota products, my sell-by date has passed. Yes, it has. And um, fortunately, you were sold. But uh, she is ridiculously good. And um, I was just thinking, like, what kind of makes her different as I'm watching her play? And it's... You know, she's super efficient and makes her shots and really unselfish. Like if she has a layup but can get the ball to a teammate for a layup, she will always get the ball to the teammate for the layup. Whether or not the teammate finishes. Yeah, often sometimes they don't catch the ball. But um, but she's just all about her team. Like she's, she'll celebrate um, when one of her teammates does something well. She's like the hype man for every single one of her teammates the when, flavor, when flavor. they play well. Yeah. And um, but she, she's not she, she super not only, she flashy. Not only, she not only has good clock management; she wears a clock <laughs> when she plays. This is this is what struck me yesterday because I, I watched her first two games. When she's on the floor, your eyes are on her, even if she's away from the play or um, on the other side of the court from where the ball is. When she's on the floor, you just find yourself following her. She's just got this charisma to her game. And um, she is just special. She's super talented. She, and, and people have used this comparison, but in that way, she reminds me a lot of Diana Taurasi and that when Diana is on the floor, you just find yourself watching her, no matter who else is on the floor with her. And when Diana plays, when one of her teammates does something, she's the first one there as the hype man and just brings a different energy and life and enthusiasm about watching basketball and playing basketball so if if people are listening if you have a chance to watch Paige Beckers that she she's just really 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 good for all those reasons that I just said and um she's the best player on the UConn team already and she's only a freshman and uh and she is she's phenomenal so um so I, I'm I'm gonna really enjoy watching however many games she gets to play this year and then in future years too because the kid is special. Well, there was an ominous pause 
while the ominous paws were silent, but but they're back, just scratching the floor. And uh, so we should prob- and we both have eye doctor appointments in 30 minutes. So should we move our angry podcast towards the segment of viewer mail? Viewer mail. Let's see if let's see if we have some angry angry mail. Big bad look, throw our lure, reel us in with your viewer mail. First viewer mail comes from Gail, G-A-I-L, and uh, she writes, uh, she writes, thank you. I wanted to say thank you for continuing to record episodes of Ball and Chain through 2020 the pandemic. 2020 the pandemic. COVID-19 the pandemic, right? Yes, but it, 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 it is twenty twenty is yeah. also works. Yeah, that that should be a um, an offshoot, a, a spinoff of, of of our franchise. I think that's maybe just what she's calling this this year of our podcast, twenty twenty, the pandemic. She says the community you two have built is special. I just wanted to say thank you, your resident, comma Gail, your resident Gail, and our resident uh, Gail. Gail, thank you, and not not the angry screed that. Uh, that I was expecting. No, quite the well, opposite. I, I, if you had, if all you'd have to do is look and see it was from Gail, and no, it wasn't going to be an angry screed. Uh, Michael uh, writes, uh, "Dear Stephen, Rebecca, greetings from Higashi Kitazawa." <laughs> he knows better than to just say Tokyo. Yes, it's the old. He says he's from Buenos Aires, but I bet he's from a suburb. Right? Keep going. I hope this email finds you keeping happy and healthy. It does last, well, healthy, certainly. Last week's Christmas light story had me chuckling, so in the spirit of the holidays, please accept this brief bit of jolly joviality. Ooh, did he write something for us? Is there a little ditty there? Well, well, let me just say, the, the header on this email is the mighty Arborvitae. Not the mighty Aphrodite, <laughs> the mighty Arborvitae, which I... Oh, Michael, I love when he writes these in, things into us. The mighty Arborvitae. Whilst holding the lights so tightly, whilst notice, notice yes. that. Okay, let me just let me just go through it. The mighty Arborvitae, whilst holding the lights so tightly, and rendering Steve slightly flighty, in the end made for a perfect Christmas tree illumination nighty. <laughs> nighty like night, or nighty like like it was the night, nightgown for the night Christmas tree. Hyphen Y, but of course that's, I think that's, um, that's uh, take it as you like. That's phenomenal. Miyuki and I wish you and your family the very best during these holidays. I remain, comma, Michael. Michael, uh, our best to you and Miyuki and everybody in Higashi, Kitazawa and in the Tri-County area. They get to celebrate Christmas how many hours earlier than us? I don't remember. Uh. Uh, Mike in Cincinnati writes, uh, Rebecca, Steve, Ball, and Chain. And I wanted to thank you again for signing the Ball and Chain Christmas ornament for my wife last year. It's hanging in a position of prominence on the front of the tree at eye level. My wife and I wish you happy holidays and a happy new year, Mike in Cincinnati. And Mike, the Ball and Chain ornament that you sent last year is hanging on our tree. It is. Did we mention that last week? I don't think we did. Well, it's it has a place of, of honor. Because when the kids were putting their ornaments on and they were taking other ornaments out, like I think it was our youngest said, oh, where do you want to put the ball and chain ornament? <laughs> like with total sarcasm dripping from uh, from her. Uh, our simplest of palindromes, Bob in Huntersville, North Carolina writes, Dear Rebecca and Steve, talk of encyclopedias on recent podcasts has me uh, lamenting the loss of learning aids known as guide words. 
Today's generation is missing out on serendipitous learning opportunities offered by searching alphabetically through paper reference works. Inspired by Steve's mention to look up Vikings, I decided to thumb through the UV volume of my 1975 world book to see what guide words I might encounter. Vocations and Virginia helped me zero in on Vikings and a black and white photo of an imposing Scandinavian sea rover. And here is a uh, it, it looks very much like Hub Meads, the, the, the Vikings mascot, the human Vikings mascot uh, in their glory days of the 70s. I decided to return to the numerous pages dedicated to vocations and found some very 1970s pictures. One includes office machines such as refrigerator-sized computers operated by magnetic reel-to-reel -reel tapes and an electric typewriter with continuous feed paper. Another features a female teacher with the caption, Some women have two vocations and pursue a double-track career. The, this woman combines her days in the classroom with the responsibilities of homemaking. My, how times have changed, Not right? With Tom? her nights on the boulevard. <laughs> her, no, no, but uh, but these are, this is exactly what I'm talking about with, with the Encyclopedia, Encyclopedia, uh, open at any random letter. Right. And, and, and you've got this incredible uh a uh, few pages on vocations and and this woman teaching and and she could be my mother she looks like my mother that captioned some women have two vocations and she was a substitute teacher in the 1970s uh the only reason i know it's not her is because uh the kids are wearing a public school you know whatever they whatever they were wearing and, and not a uniform so uh, anyway bob thank you for that trip down uh, encyclopedia boulevard Another Bob, Bob from Manchester, New Hampshire, writes, uh, Dear Space Eater and White Castle Slider Eater. Not Space Heater, Space Eater. That's right. right. We've been both Space Eater and Space Heater. Have both yes. been themes, right? Yes. Listen to your latest edition on my way down to my mom's in the quiet corner of Connecticut to make a socially distanced Christmas drop. The talk of candy dishes at grandparents' homes reminded me of the chicken pictured below. The chicken pictured below. It was, my it was at my grandmother's house filled with Brock's jelly beans. It now resides at my mom's and is the first stop for my kids when we visit. Keep COVIDing on, Bob from Manchester, New Hampshire. And there is a photograph of a hen, uh, maybe a ceramic hen, sitting on a uh, ceramic bowl. But but padded by, what would you say a uh, oh that's a ceramic nest I guess with like a an oven. Pad. It almost looks to me like a um, like a cookie jar. Do you take the 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 body of the chicken off the bowl uh, uh, of the? Perhaps, but it, it looks like the chicken is is uh, you know keeping the the eggs warm. But it's it's in fact Brock's candy, which is uh, it would well jelly beans. That's perfect. Oh, jelly beans, yeah. uh, that's that's a picture that needs to be posted so send that to me and one of these days i'll remember and, and post everything on our instagram which is at ball and chain podcast and the uh, the gmail address is ball and chain pod at gmail.com uh, hannah writes uh, hannah from uh, con college oh hi hannah Hello, Chain, she writes, speaking directly to you, Rebecca. Long time, no right. The day the days of COVID college the days of COVID college had me buried in books instead of allowing me to listen to your pod, but I'm happy to finally be caught up again. Rebecca, your exchange with Diana Tarazi's bun on Twitter had me laughing out loud the other day. It's disappointing that it's not run by an actual bun. Rebecca, what, what was that exchange for those of us, myself included, who may have missed that? There's a Twitter account, and the name of the Twitter account is Diana Tarazi's bun, and it's existed for e years. And I follow the account. I have no idea who runs the account. And, um, but Anytime there's anything that involves Diana Tarazi's hair, this account posts, and the person who runs the account has a good sense of humor. 
clearly a Diana Taurasi fan and a Phoenix Mercury fan. Well, just last week, there was an interaction with someone else and a picture was posted of the young woman who runs the account. And so my just my response was just, are you like, this is what the bun looks like? I was just blown away that the bun had revealed herself to be a young human. It is fascinating. Like when you when you uh, see uh, when you're a kid and every once in a while you'd see like uh, the radio DJ at the mall or something, you know, broadcasting. And that's what that person looks like. Yeah, well, it was kind of like when we, that's exactly what it was like when we got that picture from Dr. Siegel. Lute Olson, my vision of Lute Olson went out the window. Yeah. And now when whenever we mention Dr. Siegel, I know actually what he looks like. Yes. Um, in the basketball world, writes uh, Hannah, with Tara Vanderveer and Stanford women's basketball winning on Monday, that's a new record for all-time winning as coach in women's basketball. So impressed to watch her coach, her team to number one. Also would like to predict a BC women's basketball movement into the top 25 soon. They had NC State on the ropes the other day and just couldn't get across the finish line because of foul trouble. You and I watched the end of that game, saw it slipping away from them, but they were up by 15 or 16 on number four NC State. with like six minutes to go or something. And uh, LaChina Robinson, who called that game, had actually told me a few days before, she said, I wouldn't be shocked if BC beat NC State. They're really good. They're much improved. They have a new coach uh, who is in her so maybe third year. Um but uh, yeah, they're definitely on there. And I said to you, I was like, you know, BC has not been good in a really long time. They were good when, way back when I was at UConn. Sarah Bain was their great player who also went to high school in Massachusetts. Um, it was a few years older than me. And um, but yeah, watch out. BC is uh, looks like they're 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 getting themselves back. That squad says Hannah has been moving up since that big freshman class three years ago. Now juniors can't wait to see what their future looks like. Hope you guys and the kids are doing well. Happy holidays, Hannah from Con College. Happy holidays. Hannah from Conn College, doing COVID college uh, right now. Uh, Mary writes, uh, hey, Restiva, it's Mary, your resident Husky Eagle. I'm sitting here, fingers crossed that COVID-19, the pandemic, will not interfere with the Women's Rugby World Cup in New Zealand next fall. All outward signs indicate that it will go forward, although I imagine there's a plan B. I'm waiting. I'm writing to share a few things I hope you find interesting. Rugby Union is the national sport of New Zealand. I watched a video of the draw ceremony that opened with a moving uh, Maori welcome. Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern uh, uh, spoke and participated in the ceremonies. Several all-black and black fern legends, as well as um, other dignitaries, were in the mask-free audience of a few hundred attendees. In a post-event video, I learned that my sister, Husky Eagle, Alicia Washington, is drumroll Scott Burrell's niece, Alicia... A-L-Y-C-I-A, and I got to meet in Belfast at the last World Cup. Photo attached, great person, and I'm cheering her on for the next tournament. The opening World Cup match will be played in New Zealand's National Stadium, Eden Park. That got me wondering what national stadiums do we have in the U.S. I know of the Billie Jean King National Tennis Center and the USOC training facilities. What else do we have? Rebecca, national stadiums. What springs to mind? There's no national um, basketball the Washington Nationals uh, stadium doesn't count. Well, that's true. It is, that um, is a Nationals stadium. Well, you think, think of is Colorado Wembley Springs. like is that a national stadium in? Well, yeah, Wembley is the national sort of football stadium. The National Rugby Stadium there, unofficially, but really officially, is is um, is uh, uh, Twickenham, where I where so I covered the rugby. World I can't Cup. think of it. Would our unofficial national stadium? One of them would have to be. Um, where the Dodgers play, right? Dodger Stadium? Well, I mean, if you were to sort of uh, name a national baseball stadium, it would probably be Fenway, Wrigley, or, or Dodger Stadium. Um, in, in U.S. soccer, international uh, soccer, for the U.S. men anyway, uh, the home of the Columbus crew, 
which I think is being replaced, has been um, sort of a good luck charm for them over the years. But uh, yeah, I can't think of any. But anyway, here's a here, Rebecca. I will show you. Uh, you're across the room. A photo of uh, Alicia Washington, um, who is Scott Burrell's niece, according to Mary. Very so, nice. And uh, Scott Burrell, a, f- a friend of yours, right? Yes, Scott Burrell was at UConn playing on the men's team while I was there playing for the women's team. And Mary has included some links. If we want to geek out on the upcoming World Cup, I absolutely do. And New Zealand would seem to be pretty safe. About place. the safest bet, yeah, COVID-wise, for something uh, in 2021. It's a couple more. The next uh, email comes from Ralph. Ralph writes, Hi, Restiva. I am in the category of, if I don't do laundry, no one will. Therefore, I do not know how inept I am. Dress shirts are sent to the cleaners, even though I don't wear them that often. Same with my blue blazer and dress slacks. Rebecca, I've had a blue blazer at the cleaners, I think, since the start of COVID-19, the pandemic, at the French cleaners in West Hartford. So you can probably go and pick it up? They should be charging me a storage fee. You're in West Hartford every day, dropping our kids at school. Literally every day. Literally. Well, I, 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 you know what? I'm, gonna, I'm going to pick it up today or tomorrow and, and wear it. Uh, my You're next, not going to pick it up tomorrow because next, we're going to have a snow day tomorrow. That's true. But maybe Friday. Perhaps Friday. Probably not Friday either. But maybe. Maybe. Who knows? But yes, if uh, if uh, there are many categories of if I don't do laundry, no one will. If I don't do this, no one will. In my case here, I, I don't have many of those things. You have a lot longer list of that. For me, it's if I don't turn on and off the exterior house lights, nobody will. You know, if when I don't I was get the turning- newspaper out of the driveway. The dogs will, but nobody, no, no human will. See, I'm going to have to fight you on a couple of those things because, in terms of the lights, I've when, only when mentioned I mentioned a couple of things, and and you're going to fight. When me on I both was of them? when I was putting the dog out early in the morning, I was always turning the lights off. You just happen to now be the one who goes downstairs with the dog usually first, and the newspaper. The kids and I, as well, it's mostly our little one. We. We've gotten to do a ch- uh, to a challenge. So not usually on the way to school, but if the newspaper is still out there on the weekend uh, or when we're bringing the kids home from school, I pull the van in in a way that I can move. I can open the side door because our youngest likes to grab the, the challenge is to grab the newspaper without getting out of the car. So of course we're stopped. I don't do it when we're moving. That would be the next degree of difficulty. But I just open the door and she has to like while sitting in her seat see if she can reach down and scoop up the newspaper. Well, I stand corrected. I'd be curious what our, our listeners, what their thing is. If they don't do it, no one will because everybody has that thing in their house, right? Right. Uh, except me, apparently. Our air, f- changing our air filter. If Mike Golick doesn't change our air filter, no one, no will. one will. And finally, Dr. Gary Siegel uh, writes, Dear Rebecca and Steve, I hope this note finds you well and enjoying the Christmas season despite COVID-19, the pandemic, and perhaps a shortage of Christmas lights. Not perhaps. We definitely have a shortage of Christmas lights, and the kids have pointed that out Every time we drive, we're by the a house one flip-flop. house on the street yeah. without a single. Where's our spotlight? We used to have a spotlight yeah, we could we, we put need on to the front the door. Bulb. The bulb's burnt out. Okay. Also, we have the little electric candles that we can put in the windows. But we can just you? Done um, that. But the, the spotlight would just add so much to the outside. So, um, either before or after you pick up your blue blazer, I will get. I'll get another one. Or on your way to get the blue blazer, just get a <sighs> okay. new bulb. Well, that that'll be for next Christmas okay. then. Let's all hope and pray that 2021 will bring an end to COVID-19, the pandemic, and good things for all people and their dogs. I think that's already happening with uh, with vaccines, finally, yes. going into arms. Thank you so much for the kind compliments about my granddaughters, writes Dr. Siegel. And yes, indeed, I had to secure the two-year-old for the picture. She was crying in the three other pictures and left immediately, and left immediately after they were all taken. Uh, I, of course. Furthermore, the lovely southern port swing later collapsed under the weight of my wife, the babies, and me. No harm done as the house 
that's the beauty of a picture. Like we see this beautiful yeah. picture of Dr. Siegel right, with his two granddaughters on this lovely porch swing. You don't know about the crying baby. You don't know about the collapsing porch swing. It's why like our kids living in the world of Instagram, they don't know about that other stuff. They just see the lovely picture. <laughs> but but I also love that uh, and our, our kids would be, our kids growing up in that world still much prefer the world of AFV and stuff where you see the port swing collapsing oh, right. and, and you see the yes. uh, chaos behind the picture. So they recognize that this is all artifice and, and they see their mother uh, dressed from the waist up and not from the waist down to go on TV and all that stuff. Right. So they know they know, they know know that this is all make-believe. And to add, since it's part of our podcast, like, what would you say, 75% of our drive through Forest Park for Bright Nights was children mockery. bickering? Um, bickering and, and, and uh, mockery. And, and, and But just getting annoyed with one another. Yeah, for so, sure, for sure. Yeah, and, it and, wasn't this, like, you know, idyllic drive right. through. I mean, it, it was, but right. with with because that's sort of the idyllic for me, but listening to the kids bicker and complain and mock everything. <laughs> and Dr. Siegel, God bless him, says so. That picture was actually taken just before the porch swing collapsed and, and, and just after corralling the, uh, the, 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 the two-year-old into the picture. I'm humbled by your kind words about looking fit and youthful. Indeed, as Steve pointed out, I did inherit good genes from my father. I also exercise regular and mer- exercise regular. Regular. Not regularly. Right. Uh, Maybe he meant to say he exercises on the regular. <laughs> on the regular, or or he exercises his right to use regular when when filling his his uh, gas tank, and I guess it's all regular now, right? I don't. I guess for forty years there hasn't been unleaded gas, so yeah. You remember? You used of course, to be, I remember when you were a kid, unleaded. Regular or unleaded? No, this right. Yeah. No, this is unleaded. You don't get regular. Yeah, right, right. Regular was leaded. Right. Ah, of course. Um, I also exercised regular and married and had children. Not personally, of course. Mrs. Dr. Siegel did the heavy lifting on that task while in the mid to late 20s. Steve, your use of the word whilst in the podcast was noteworthy, as it indeed is more commonly heard in the UK and Europe than America. I'm sure that, like me, when you watch English soccer matches or when I watch the UK Formula One broadcasts on ESPN, you hear whilst, gutted, chuffed, and massive, along with other terms that are just so quaint and fun to use here in the colonies. I do indeed, and um, uh, uh, the Premier League particularly has a lot of uh, absurd... English soccer announcer locutions, Rebecca, every once in a while, you hear one and you laugh out loud and say, I'm going to try to use that on the college basketball broadcast. Um, They're especially fun and perhaps a tad annoying to use with my daughter, who lived in London for several years and imported a British husband as well. Rebecca, at ESPN in Bristol, if Scott Van Pelt, Coach Corso, Holly Rowe, Boomer, and the mascots, among others, have designated parking spaces, then you certainly should have one as well. What in the Sam Hill is going on over there since Disney got involved? Please accept my best wishes for a Merry Christmas and Happy Healthy New Year. All the best, Gary. Dr. Siegel, all the best to you, of course. And uh, those were probably, I assume, a prop a parking spaces for their Sports Center commercial, Rebecca? Yes, there aren't. There's a couple designated spaces, but they're smart enough not to put somebody's name on them. They just have spot reserved for number, you know, 4432. And so then you don't resent the person who that, is 4432. isn't immediately vandalized. Right, right. I know we normally end right after viewer mail, but I'm just going to throw something please, in there. Please, please throw it in. Since we have got a big snowstorm coming today and tomorrow, our youngest daughter outgrew her winter coat. So probably three weeks ago, we ordered her a new winter coat. We've been waiting for this thing to come in. So while you were um, talking earlier, I just was like, oh, I'm going to check and see the progress for this coat. And um, perhaps this is why we haven't gotten the coat yet. It was ordered back in November. Um 
from Land's End, left Champaign, Illinois on November 28th, went to St. Louis, got to a Southern Connecticut distribution it, it center. It went to the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. It went. It got to a Southern Connecticut distribution center in uh, on December 7th, and then it departed the Southern Connecticut distribution center on December 7th. Is this like 7th. the Southern District of New York that, that will be prosecuting? <laughs> I don't know, but it should be. Because then on December 10th, it arrived at the Detroit, Michigan distribution center. From so, Connecticut. Yeah. So it went from Illinois to St. Louis to Southern Connecticut to Detroit. And then um, last week it was in Springfield, but still as it did, found its did, way to us. Did it come from Land's End, the, the retail outlet, or Land's End, the pirate outpost in, in the UK? <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure, but um, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. It would be nice for her to have a nice warm coat it to, would. Uh, she probably won't to wear play it. in the snow in. She probably but. won't wear it because uh, the kids aren't wearing coats these days. But the good thing is we have we have uh, other winter coats. So these are, in, in every sense of so the phrase, champagne problems. Right. Well, it would be nice for her to have a coat that fit her. It absolutely but, um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm just enjoying the circuitous route. The dogs are now. The, the dogs are now. Oh, so am I. Keep us. That, that's they're a barking. Maybe they're barking at the the UPS guy delivering the coat. Possibly, or or possibly they're they're barking up the uh, the sofa that they've that they've eaten while we've been down here. So since be. since we have eye appointments and the dogs have destroyed the upstairs, we'll we'll find out. Yes. Uh, let's wrap this up. Let's have uh, Tom, Dick, and Harry play us out. Play us out. Saying says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Six of us and the family pet live in cuckoo nest. Daily grind puts sanity to a daily test. Androgynous and vigorous, what we give for a little rest. Stay by day just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane.